This is the Peace Building with Dr. Pollock Show. You too can be a caller on our show to get free coaching and advice on a workplace conflict you're experiencing. Email us at podcast at pollockpeacebuilding.com. Now let's take a caller. Elliot, welcome to the show. How can I help you today? Hi, thanks, Jeremy. Um, yeah, so I, I'm fairly young. I'm 22. Um, I've been at my current job for about a month now. Um, I'm working on the food line, like a poke bowl restaurant. So kind of like Subway style. You can think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten sort of a lot of excuses from upper management as to why I haven't been paid yet. Um, and it seems to me that I'm sort of just being avoided by my management more than I'm being paid or treated kind of fairly by them. And I guess I just, I'm thinking about like what my next steps should be in terms of how do I talk to a manager manager about payments? Um, especially because that just can be such an uncomfortable topic sometimes. <laughs> sure. Well, so uh, how long have you been working there now? I've been working there for a month, but I was supposed to get paid after my first two weeks. Um, wow. So that yeah, was the expectation. So, you were supposed to get paid after two weeks and you've been working there a month. You haven't got paid yet. Yeah. So technically I should have two paychecks now. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, who is it a franchise or is it just a, an owned by some person? So it is a franchise, but the excuse that kind of keeps coming to me from our store manager is that the owner of that particular franchise has to come in and physically hand me his check, but he's not always in the city. And so people are used to waiting for checks for quite some time. And do you, have you talked to your coworkers about this? Is this normal? Yeah, I have. For a lot of the first paychecks, it is quite normal because the franchise owner has to sign off on the first paycheck itself for whatever reason. They do it physically through a check as opposed to like direct deposit. Um, but also a few of the people I work with aren't fully documented um, citizens. So a lot of them are okay with delayed payment because it means that they still have a job. Gotcha. Okay. Well, listen, uh, this sort of thing's a red flag. Um, so, you know, I, I'm assuming at some point you will get paid. Uh, otherwise, you should stop mm-hmm. working there. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not a lawyer. So at some point, this crosses into sort of the area of employment law and figuring out what you have rights to and what kind of, uh, ju- you know, damages you could seek or justice in some way if you if you don't get paid at all for the time you've spent. But assuming you get paid eventually, if this is an ongoing practice and they do you know, you know from other coworkers that they're going to potentially be delayed in some payments. Sometimes, is this the sort of place that you want to stay at? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think it's hard when I think as a young person, the job market feels somewhat limited to make mm-hmm. those hard decisions. Um, do you have any advice on how to sort of confront new managers that maybe you haven't had a lot of interactions with about things like payment? Well. I mean, this, this is a very, to me, this is a very sort of clear cut issue. So it's not like a personality or a communication style issue. This is like, I'm not getting paid. This is, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no getting around attributing this to someone's uh, personality or communication or something like that. So essentially what you might want to do is if you want to give someone feedback on something, typically the best way to give them feedback is number one, you call out the behavior and then you you let them know how it's affecting you. So, you know, maybe that creates some motivation. But what you're telling me is you can talk to the managers, but the managers are just saying they have no power over this. It has to be the owner. And the owner isn't someone who you have direct contact with. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. So you can't, unfortunately, you can't give feedback to the person responsible for the behavior. 
which of course uh, doesn't do much good. So um, is there a way to get in touch with the owner? Will the manager give you that opportunity or they're just a buffer between you and the owner? I think that's more, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think they're sort of acting as this big buffer and probably have for some time. If this is something that other coworkers have experienced, um, I just don't even know going about if I quit how to, you know, receive payments or if there's a point in putting up a fight before I quit or anything like that as well. Well, you're, you're a W2 employee, right? Yes, I am. Okay. So, I mean, you could certainly file a claim with uh, the, the your local employment officer or the state employment office. Um, they owe you wages. You've worked and, you know, you're, you've been contracted to work. So there's cert- you can certainly file a claim if you need to. Um, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know exactly how that all works. But uh, what I would say is that maybe as a first step, you can go to the managers. You can say, I need to have a very clear deadline for when I'm going to get paid for everything that I've done so far. And, um, and you, and you can decide, like, do you have an, do you have an idea in mind? Like if they don't pay you for another two weeks, what's the drop dead date for you of like when you're done? I feel like the drop dead week or that, that time period is, I mean, it feels like it passed emotionally. I would say that I would give it another week for the sake of having spoken to you and a few other adults in my life who have worked in similar industries. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like it's it's a week and then no more, and I'll spend that week looking for work when I'm not at this job. Yeah. So what I what I would say is, you know, it's it's a tough one because you don't want to create you know a sour taste in people's mouth if you want to continue working there. But at some point, you got to draw a line in the sand and you got to tell them, hey, listen, either you're going to pay me or you're not. Um, if you're not going to pay me within the week, I'm going to have to let I'm going to have to leave and I'm going to file a claim with the unemployment office and let them know what's going on here. So um, you guys tell me, and and I know that's a tough conversation to have, but this, again, this is not a communication style or personality issue. This is a very clear cut. Like they owe you wages for the time you've put in. And if they're not willing to take the steps to pay you on time, uh, you should take some action. You know, it's not fair. Yeah. That, that makes me feel a lot better. Honestly, hearing that from you and, I guess sort of understanding that I guess no one's put, framed it that way, that it's not this kind of conflict that you see a lot in workplaces, which is either personality or, you know, interest being misaligned or anything like that, or even like boundary crossing, but that this is sort of like almost like a, a worker's violation or it is a ver- worker's violation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is one of the most, this is, this is one of the most clear cut ex- agreements there is in a workplace. You're mm-hmm. exchanging value. Yeah. You're exchanging your time for their money. It's clear cut. It's the way it works in every workplace. If you give their if you give your time and that was the agreement and they don't they don't pay you for it, you know, that that's them breaking the agreement. That's them breaching that that agreement, whether explicit or implicit or both. So, you know, give yourself a drop dead date. Uh when it when you get five days from the drop dead date, maybe that's right now, you go to them and you say, hey, I need to get paid within the next five days, otherwise I'm gonna leave. And uh, at that point, I'm going to file a claim with unemployment and whoever else I need to file a claim with, let them know what's going on here so that they know, they understand that, you know, this is, you know, they may have other people that don't feel they have the power to do that sort of thing. But if you take some steps mm-hmm. here to correct some behavior, you know, you can also help maybe help some other people that are in this situation that don't have the power to go to unemployment offices and stuff like that. 
That's very true. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think well, it's nice to think that I can help my fellow coworkers do that too. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair to you and it's not fair to them and someone needs to take a stand, I think. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hopefully that was helpful. Sorry. 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 There's no easy, uh, there's no easier solution. <laughs> hopefully that was, that was helpful. <laughs> it was. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for tuning into the Peace Building with Dr. Pollock show. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more workplace conflict advice. Share on social media if you think your friends and colleagues would benefit from this episode. And if you have a workplace conflict and want to be a caller on our show for free coaching and advice, please email podcast at pollockpeacebuilding.com. Thanks.